0: yes 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 we want to be like Jesus amen. amen because it's awesome and fun and everything else is death and stupid
1: this has been a really fun and awesome day hasn't
0: it fun and awesome day ministries
1: yes yeah, so they release that glory <laughs> to the people at home so they can feel the fun awesomeness fresh glory
0: head to toes blast you from Zion from the throne of the Father and the Lamb and all of their light, warmth, and heat bring fresh love and joy and peace and creativity, breakthrough into your hearts and minds and bodies and houses, and flood mm-hmm. you with the Garden of Eden. Amen. Glory.
1: Feels really good today.
0: For six hours last night, my apartment smelled like fire and smoke and everything was kind of red with fire. Really crazy realm. So we are in a time of the fire of God and a holy, righteous, cleansing judgment. And I just gotta say... It's freaking awesome.
1: It feels so good. I believe that fire, that judgment, is why we're experiencing the supreme bliss of the children of the resurrection today. We want to share that with you today. Mm.
0: The supreme bliss of the children of the resurrection. Mm. That's how things feel at the crack house of God.
1: That's a really nice atmosphere, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's the clearest, most glorified atmosphere we've ever had at Red Letter Ministries today. It's really phenomenal. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you.
0: Come a long ways to have such a clean atmosphere of heaven on earth.
1: (laughs) Very valuable. You can't really, it's, it's one of those things in life, you can't just buy it. Like, you can go to the store. If you have a lot of money, you could go buy nice things. You could go buy cars, you could buy houses, you could buy delicious snacks, but you can't buy, money can't buy what we're experiencing here today. You can't just go to the store and purchase it at your local Walmart. They don't have it. (laughs) Not even at Kowalski's, they don't have it, and they got nice stuff there, like that grocery store.
0: Yeah, you can't buy a piece.
1: Not even at the Super Walmart can't
0: find it heavenly father wants to raise you guys up into his peace the very promised land of Mm -hmm. the book of revelation city peace you know what it's called jerusalem jerusalem is your (laughs) promised land in revelation it literally means peace an all-consuming peace inside and outside in every area of your existence A place where there is no worry or fear about any area of your life. It's all perfect in God's peace. That realm exists. It's called Jerusalem above.
1: Amen. (laughs) That's why it's important to be ascending on sapphire stones. Because those are realms that you begin to rise into at the sacrifice of the self-nature our own desires, our own things that we want to walk in the way of Jesus Christ. And you begin to experience more of the supernatural, not just supernatural things in general, but that narrow path of that narrow way of Christ. And it's so clear and accurate. And the discernment, walking on these sapphire stones destroys confusion. Now, if any of you are still having problems knowing what sapphire stone you are on, if after three days now, you're not 100% sure, Uh you can almost guarantee that you are on Malkut, Mm -hmm. and that's where you're starting, but we can't despise the days of small beginnings. That is literally representing the kingdom of heaven within you.
0: Yeah, and you're with Elijah, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so rejoice exceedingly. You have the river of life Mm -hmm. on Malkut of Asira, which is where your spirit man begins after you're born again. And each realm is incredibly blissful. Mm -hmm. Even that realm is wonderful. And so they're all Mm going to be perfected. So rejoice right where you're at. Don't despise any elevation. Don't judge yourself higher than you are because that doesn't benefit you. And. You'll have to overcome literally with your spirit whatever is in each realm by the leadership of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Elijah. It's not just the Holy Spirit. Okay? In the Holy Spirit is all angels and all cloud of witnesses. You need to understand that too because the Holy Spirit is the very light of all the angels, the ministering spirit sent to help you inherit the earth and salvation and conquer and overcome, go from glory to glory. So it's going to be extremely dynamic and not just, oh, the Holy Spirit. A lot of people don't realize experiencing the Holy Spirit is usually through angels and sometimes, less often, but often, through the cloud of witnesses. And so anyone that rises cannot rise off of Malkut of Asira, which is the first step of the sapphire stones. So you're on a sapphire stone when you're born again. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name's written on the sapphire stone. So You, you begin on a sapphire stone when you're generally, genu- genuinely born of spirit and water.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, so the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I think what's surprising, <laughs> this may be surprising to some people, maybe you can expound on this a little bit, is that you can have been in the glory stream for like 40 years, mm-hmm. and signs and wonders, miracles, dead raising, and all this stuff, and still be on Malkuth. Now, yeah. can you, maybe you can kind of explain for people to understand, because a lot of times... it's
0: nearly all of them. Well, mm-hmm. they, they don't have the knowledge of the resurrection. Notice it says in the Bible, the knowledge of the glory. Okay, you can be in the glory and have no knowledge of it. Being in the glory is not the knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. The knowledge of it is the teaching of righteousness of mm-hmm. Daniel twelve three that shines like what? Stars. And these stars are sapphire stones. So almost nobody is teaching the knowledge of the sapphire stone stars that produces the light of the glory. The glory to them is kind of like the aftermath of a mystery, and we're just kind of in the light, but they don't know how it got there, and they just say, oh, it's God, or oh, it's the Holy Spirit. Jesus taught there be pathways. He says, narrow way. He talked about seeing angels ascending and descending. So these paths, he talked about all the gates. I am the gate to the Father, which means that there's all kinds of stuff in between god and man on earth otherwise there'd be no way it'd just be god and you but that's not what jesus taught jesus taught ways paths mountains and gates and windows all this stuff which means there's tons of knowledge in between you on earth and god in heaven Mm -hmm. that knowledge is the gospel
1: Mm -hmm. and malkut is the location of enoch's door so take heart a lot of people spend their time in salvation but they don't find enoch's door which is located in Malkut. That's where you go in the narrow to go up. Now, also, you know, people might have this experience too. This is a really interesting one. You know, you might watch the Bob Jones videos and pra- or practice a type of ascension where you just desire to go up and you experience a vision or an encounter of the heaven and you know it was the third heaven or paradise, you know, or, you know, even higher heavens just by meditating on it just by faith your consciousness goes into those realms that is not the conquering of the second heavens right we're seated with christ in the heavenly places there's many layers to the being that you are Mm -hmm. so it's really refreshing to soak and spend time having your consciousness in the third heavens and the higher heavens and you can do that and it's good that'll give you inspiration But it's not the same as the conquering and establishing that highway of holiness, repairers of the breach, builders of the highway of holiness, through the second heavens, as you, as a spirit, as a son of God, stands on sapphire stones, going rung to rung, climbing Jacob's ladder, and conquering and establishing the narrow path. So that's important.
0: The path of life is the narrow path. It's the path of lightnings. It's Enoch's walk. It's Elijah's walk as well. And I really strongly believe we've, we've been dealing a lot with Moses and Zion and the fulfilling of the law and the heavenlies. But there is such a strong emphasis right now in raising up the last day church to be the children of the resurrection through two heavenly witnesses that are discipling us in their nature from Jesus Christ, Enoch and Elijah. And Enoch really has the highest sphere, angelic sphere, which is Keter, which is symbolized by Uranus. And he is the archangel over that highest sphere. And you'll go through that sphere multiple times as you ascend with multiple crowns because scripture says on his head were Many crowns, and you get crowned each time you rise through a world, Mm -hmm. and then the new world that you go up—it'll be a different perspective with the greater glory formed on the inside. And each time you go up into Malkut, because you ascend through dimensions, these dimensions are interlocking through what seems to be similar existences, but they're internal dimensions. They're—it's like layers of the soul. Dimensions are layers of the soul, they're layers of the spirit, layers of the flesh. They're, it's kind of like if you have the, the curtain that was separating the Holy of Holies from the holy place. It was ultra-thick, which represented the separation of dimensions. That was into the divine dimension. I believe that represents going into God the Father's Holy of Holies, which is the highest tree, which is in the third heaven, in God himself. Underneath God is all the ways of God, the gates of God, the doors of God, the paths of God, to rise in God. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to be children of the resurrection. You just have to be children. But that's not what Jesus taught. Jesus taught the greatest thing is to rise and become children of the resurrection. So, That is what we're going to learn, how to rise and be a different type of child. You have Christianity out here that says you can be a child of God without even rising to God, just staying far, far away from God. For the most part, if you study the scriptures, that makes us like the older prodigal sons because we're around the things of God, but we're distant from his house. We know his house is in the third heaven. His house is above the second heaven. That's where his throne is. That's where we want to rise to. We don't want to be like the older prodigal that settles for just an earthly, charismatic Christianity. We want to go up and have a cosmic, celestial, biblical Christianity. We want the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter to the full dawn of our day. His day is already done. God can't be diminished in light. So none of it's on His end. All of it's on yours according to your rising to him through literally knowledge. So if this knowledge is not important to you, what is revelation? Revelation is a type of knowledge. It's not like the knowledge you get in Greek education Mm -hmm. that goes into the flesh and there's no more light. A a knowledge without light is death.
1: That's the portal of the bone throne of Satan.
0: That's why it's called knowledge of glory. What is glory? where there's Shekinah, knowledge of light. Shekinah means light in Hebrew. So it's the knowledge of light. So if the knowledge in us is not emanating radiancies of light constantly, it's Satan, and you're full of the enemy's seed. And so we have to circumcise all the words, all the seeds, all the weeds, all the stones, all the cares of this world, and everything in us that's not producing Shekinah. And it's a lot. It's basically the entire human existence. And what we deal with is most of these lies come in the guise of God. They come in the guise of sound doctrine and good teaching. But you notice there aren't radiancies on them. Does this knowledge have radiance on it? Is there its own light without your additions? Okay. False light will steal your light and you will diminish in light. It's called darkness. Religion is darkness because it diminishes your light, it diminishes your countenance, it diminishes your joy, it diminishes your prosperity, and it sucks you dry. It's a blood-sucking vampire. Now, when the gospel comes forth, it's the knowledge of light. First Timothy one eleven: the gospel is the glad message of the glory of the happy God. Glad message of light... Of the joyful Jesus. That's written in 1 Timothy 1.11 in the emphasized translation. So we have a knowledge from a joyous person who created the heavens and the earth and redeemed us on the cross. And his knowledge produces light. That light is the substance of grace working salvation in us. You've been translated out of darkness into light, which was a different spectrum of words A different light from a different set of words from a different God. You were once in darkness. Why? Because you had words in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, and in your flesh that had no light in them. So the greatest deception you deal with is the religious words that pretend to have the appearance of light. All of the Israelites struggled with one main principality in the days of Jesus, religion. So in John chapter 1, when true light came in the world, true Shekinah, religious light, external whitewashed tomb light, was exposed as Satan. Jesus exposed all the works of the devil in Israel, pretending to be God, and he was murdered for it. That's why they killed them, the Bible says. So when you bring true light, it exposes false light. And I tell you the truth, American Christianity is full of of false light, full of false light, diminishing light, knowledge, gospels, Jesus's, Holy Spirits, churches, Christianity, that pretends to be Shekinah. It's not the radiance of the gospel of the happy God. We need the true Shekinah that comes from the true teaching of the word of God. And it doesn't have to come in a cookie cutter box. Oftentimes it comes in the river outside the box of the synagogue like his first coming in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he brought light outside of institutionalized religion. So shall his second coming be similar, Acts chapter 1 says. His second coming will be similar, which means he's going to do it outside of Christian church. Yep. He already is. It's just rejected by Christian churchianity. It is, for the most part. 99% of Christians Reject it because they're stuck in boxes. So what we have to do is let our light shine like John the Baptist in the river with the knowledge of the glory. This knowledge of the glory, what does the Bible say? John was a bright light. John was not a diminishing word. The true prophetic is the word of God that has all the light of God emanating out of it. So the true prophet Elijah was in the person of John the Baptist, the spirit of Elijah, by Jesus Christ's own testimony, which means he had the knowledge that emanated true Shekinah light without a diminishing. That word remains forever. It is written. It'll accomplish everything it's sent forth to do. That's the prophetic word. The word that has God's glory in it. Not just glory. You got to think light It's almost beneficial now for you people to think light and darkness inside words because even glory is misunderstood by most Christians, especially in the charismatic church. It's simply light, measurements of light, degrees of light. We go from glory to glory. We go from degrees of light, and they're all different. And even the rainbow inside that light will be a different density of color, a different intensification of color as you rise from the dead through knowledge, through knowledge, the knowledge of the glory, which is the gospel of God. The knowledge of the glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's the floods of a second coming, which means we're going to drown the heavens. We're going to drown the earth with something called the gospel. It'll be a substance of light so bright that you can't even hide in darkness. As it's written, those seek darkness and not find it, for it cannot be found. Book of Revelation: those seek death and not find it. Death is found in darkness, which is found in religious words about Jesus that don't have his light in them. Mm-hmm. And that's what you deal with. You deal with carnal knowledge instead of mm-hmm. working revelation. Working revelation always has a constant emanation. It's like a gemstone that pours forth light from within. You look within a truth that came from God, it'll always have its own light coming out of it. Is that the gospel working in you? If not, you got to remove those stones in you. Jesus Christ said they're going to have stones in them. These aren't the gemstones of the believer's rewards. A lot of people just have dead rocks. Stony heart, what is that? You're filled with religious knowledge. A stony heart, the worst, hardest thing you deal with is people filled with rocks. They're filled with knowledge that has no fresh light or life or freedom from God inside the Word. So you you just got a bag of rocks in there. And your brain is stuck on rocks, and so you can't really understand anything. Your whole perspective is, is in darkness. Or you can't even listen to Joel's bar through the same... Because your whole inside of your spirit man is clogged up with your religious ideas and guys that's tremendously common. You deal with that constantly. So there is a a understanding here that delivers you from rocks. (laughs) This is the threshing sledge of teeth of the ox of God which is one of the four faces of the, the four living creatures around the gospel that works the gospel through your spirit, removing your religious ideas, your religious opinions, all those words of Christianity and even Bible study and all the sermons you listen to in your life. Listen, if it's a word from God, you have nothing to be afraid of when the four living creatures come and make sure that the gardening of the word of God is producing the fruit of the kingdom in you. If it gets crushed into powder, it's doing you a service. You don't want that word working in you anyway, because it'll only produce weeds. Weeds are something that steal the good fruit of the kingdom, which means you got the devil's seed going in you. And Jesus Christ said that'd be a common problem amongst everyone that listens to Christian teaching. Mm -hmm. This isn't rare. This is everyone. Everyone is going to deal with an enemy sowing seeds into their spirit man that's going to clog up their hearing, their seeing, their senses because they can't discern if those words are from God or an enemy.
1: Right, that's that Second Timothy three, uh, 3, 7, always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth, which is you never reach understanding. And what is that? So when you look at sapphire stones, understand that all they're doing is serving That unsanctified sapphire stone, that's not even really a sapphire stone, I put the little dots around it on our charts, dot, right, represented in Pluto. That's why there was all those debates, is Pluto even really a planet? It wasn't just some arbitrary thing, it was a natural sign and wonder of it, is it really a sapphire stone even, or not? Right, because if you look, if you look at it, (laughs) It's just knowledge, but if it's just knowledge on its own, it's not really—it's not really a planet. It's not really a sapphire stone. Mm-hmm. Since the fall of man, it's like that open portal to the abyss of it's the Bone the Throne abyss. of Satan. And so, but there's supposed to be a sapphire stone there. Now that's what you cross over when you cross through that veil. We Call—we call it making the jump from chesed to bina, which is getting understanding. Those who are always learning and studying, but never coming to an understanding of the truth, mm. that's knowledge. They always, Greeks seek knowledge. They go right into that dat abyss and they become servants of Satan, mm. thinking that they're, they're religious, that they're holy, you know, all kinds of deceptions. So if all you seek is knowledge, then you're just going to go right into that abyss. You have to understand the way, that narrow path, to make that jump over that abyss through that curtain into the holy of holies of that tree of those sapphire stones. Now, if you look at that jump that goes from Hesed to Bina, right, represented in Saturn, that's understanding. Hakma is what? Wisdom. So, where there's supposed to be that sapphire stone just below those two, at it's supposed to be knowledge. Those days coming in the future where the knowledge of the glory is going to flood the earth, the earth and vessel and the earth. When the sun of righteousness rises with healing in his wings, within you, you'll be standing on the sun and drawing up that whole ephod of lightning with you as you ascend. So every time you ascend, now that you're standing on the sun, you draw those sapphire stones together with you on your ephod. It's called being a priestly bride. So you take up the lightning ephod with you as you ascend, and you gather them together. Mm -hmm. I have gathered my...
0: Those who overcome, I will (laughs) give a scepter. You get a a staff like Moses. You get the staff of righteousness as you walk on sapphire stones. Same exact staff that Moses used is waiting for you in the worlds above.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you gather those and this is just really... And Jasher
0: called it the Sapphire Stick. Yeah. Because it's the ability of the Sapphire Stones.
1: Right. The ability of the Sapphire Stones. Righteousness. The narrow path. And so that... What's supposed to be a Sapphire Stone there. When the Sun of Righteousness comes and heals, it burns that, that, um, that sphere. It burns it up. And lifts knowledge into that trinity of Keter, Hakma, and Bina. Between Keter, Hakma, and Bina, which in that configuration that represents the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So your knowledge is brought into the glory. Not just knowledge outside of the glory, knowledge about having experienced glorious things. But the redemption of that sapphire stone where they're supposed to be Hmm. not a satanic abyss of the throne of satan in the mind right where was the mark on the head and the hand deat and Gevra. Mm -hmm. so you're sealing those demonic portals and getting sun sealed in righteousness a song of songs you'll need the song of songs you'll need the song of ascents Mm -hmm. to go up sapphire stones with wisdom understanding and when you attain understanding and wisdom by crossing over it glorifies that knowledge knowledge was not supposed to be outside of the holy of holies it's supposed to be the son of God a daughter of God walking in wisdom and understanding and then that knowledge is added unto you serving the ancient of days in all your ways That's why it's written in Hebrews 2, verse 1. So we must listen carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. Or in the King James, it says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed, or in other translations, pay attention. Right? We have to pay attention to the things that we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Now, this is something that we are talking about today. The similarity between Revelation when you tune into Jules Bar to get Jules Bar, Jules of Revelation. When you turn into...
0: Gemstones Bar.
1: (laughs) Gemstone Bar, yeah. (laughs) We literally drink gemstones. Revelations that you hear when you tune in or when you get into the Word of God or when the Spirit speaks to you. The language of revelation is similar to the re- the revelatory language of dreams and dream interpretation. Hmm. It's written in what seems to be disappearing ink. What does that mean? Hmm. When you wake up from a dream, when you don't write it down or you don't record it right away, what happens? You forget, right? The day goes on, you get up and you... Go get your water, you go to the bathroom and do whatever you're doing. Oh yeah, I had this dream, what was it? But when you wake up right away from it and you keep a paper or your phone to record it or write it down you're able to remember much more of it, and then when you write down the symbols, the understanding starts to flow. You practice doing it until it does. But it's time sensitive. Revelation is the same way. When that revelation first comes to you, if you just take it at face value, oh, cool, revelation, wow, awesome. A lot of people don't realize that it it starts to disappear. It's fading. It's disappearing ink. Just like dreams. And if you take the time to meditate on it or rehearse it back, whether it's in your mind or verbally or you write it down, it's really good to write those down. Then you can come back to it and expound on it and study it. And this is what the Spirit showed me. When those seeds of revelation of the Word of God are given to you, if they land on what Brandon said, the stony place, or on that hard path, right, the untilled soil, that's when the birds come and they steal it. Now, this is what I've noticed in my own life. When that revelation is fresh and it comes to me, instead of just like, oh, gotta go share it right now. And then, okay, now I'm done. I shared it. I got the revelation. I shared it. Done. Well, it's just out there on the path where birds come pick it out. You might find it later on and get it again, but it's not really a part of you until you go back and you study it and you look at it, ask the spirit about it. You pay attention to it, and you study it, and it solidifies it in that good soil. So then it can grow, and I I realized that that's how you can build with revelation. Right? You're called to be repairers of the breach, restorers of the way. And for that revelation to be in a form that you can build with, this is how you do it. Pay more attention to what we've already learned, so that it doesn't slip away. Don't let it slip away. Now where's the balance in that, right? Cause this is a narrow path. You don't want to overcorrect and go far right, far left. You want to be straight down the middle exactly how you're supposed to. When you just get a revelation and you feel like you got it and now you're like, oh, I just want to relax and move on to whatever else my Nefesh is distracted with. If you pay attention to it, at least write it down so you can go back to it.
0: Nefesh the carnal mind.
1: Right. So, okay.
0: That'd be really good for just a quick reminder. Oh the Nefesh, the Ruach, and uh, Neshama. Neshama. So, as you go from Nefesh, which is carnal Christian, or just mostly uh, infant in Christ who's entirely carnal, that your mind starts to get infused with the Ruach of God. That's how you get transformed in your, your flesh brain is by the constant infusing of God's Holy Spirit through the gospel. And the Holy Spirit is inside the words that come from God. So it begins to wash you in the water of the word, or infuse and make your soul come to life. So the more ruach you have in the soul, the less carnal you are. Now you're spiritual Christians, more mature Christians, whose minds are controlled by the Spirit, Romans 8. Only in that place of having a mind infused and carried and controlled by the Ruach are you capable of rising up into the highest soul life, which is God's will for your life, the Neshama. Mm-hmm.
1: So let your spirit wake, Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Be
0: infused with wake Ruach. Wake up.
1: Fresh light. Awake and arise, for your light has come. It's time for your spirit to wake up. No more sleep time. No more nappy time. Time to wake up. Wake up your spirit, come on.
0: Think about Isaiah. That's good. For the most part, the prophet was dead. He had no prophetic activation until a seraphim came with something called a fiery stone. Wake up, sauce! (laughs) He came with hot sauce from heaven. Sixteen million Scoville units. (laughs)
1: Sixteen million.
0: And burned the mustache. Yeah, I can go.
1: it's good. I know your spirit kind of might feel like hiding in a cave after everything you've been through. But it's time to wake up. Rise. Put on strength. Put on Gevra. Put on might. Put on the spirit of might. Get into the menorah lamp inside your spirit and get get it into the menorah lamp in your soul. You can't run from the soul realm. You can't hide from the soul realm. You gotta face it. In the year that King
0: Uzzah died, or in the year that (laughs) Nefesh died. (laughs) <laughs> Isaiah 6, I saw the Lord, and then the seraphim came with a living stone, and it was from the sapphire stones, and put a sapphire stone to my mouth to prophesy, oh man, Shabbat,
1: here talk about this one, just, <sighs> <laughs> and now God
0: builds with living stones, First Peter 2, 4, come to him, the risen Lord, as to a living stone. That sapphire stone that touched Isaiah's mouth, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Yeah. The seraphim carried part of the heart of Jesus and touched the prophet's mouth. He wants to do the same to you, to your mouth, and to your heart, mm-hmm. and to your spirit. And he wants to completely change you with stones. It is written, First Peter 2, 5, you believers are like living stones, mm-hmm. which means you're becoming the sapphire tree of God. What's a tree of life? A tree of sapphire. Why is it sapphire? Because it's representing symbolically and literally the life that God lives. Prophetic life is the life and the quality of God's life. If it's not prophetic, which means if it's not sapphire, it's some human interpretation, human interpretation, worldly wisdom. It's a nefesh life. It's a Nefesh interpretation with no ruach, has no inspiration, it's not from the divine, it's, it hasn't come down from God. It's earthly and demoniacal. Earthly and demoniacal unless it is sapphire. Unless it is sapphire, it's not even alive. It hasn't even come from God. It's part of the fall. It's part of the curse. Get that junk out of your life. So you have tons of dead stones. Oftentimes the enemies coming with these. White stones, the enemy would come with white stones, be we like, put that in your belly. We never see them again. Now they're off in some tangent. Now they're off in some deception. They go into some dry religion. They get into some family idolatry. They get into some love of money or some kind of worldliness. And the devil destroyed their life through stones. In the sower sowing seed, you see all the tactics of the fallen angels in that parable. Mm-hmm. So you're, I'm telling you, 25% of Satan and his angels' attacks on all your lives is through rocks. What's a stronghold? Something's built with rock. You got a stony head, a stony heart. You need it all plowed. The brain needs to be plowed. The soul, the entire soul needs to be plowed. Plowed with what? We go get a backhoe? We go buy a shovel at Home Depot? No, it gets plowed with the breath of life. It gets plowed with the Ruach hakodesh. It gets plowed with people who are living in God's life breath, whose souls, whose nefesh is crucified. Listen, the crucifixion, the crucifixion of the nefesh is the measure that you can be a seat for the Ruach, or a temple of the Holy Spirit. No one's nefesh can be a temple of the Holy Spirit. A carnal Christian is not a temple of the Holy Spirit. They say they are. They quote the scripture. They're not. To be a temple of the Holy Spirit, the Nefesh is crucified and the Ruach rules over the Nefesh. Nefesh, or the flesh. You can call it the Nefesh flesh.
1: Say that ten times fast. Nefesh Nefesh flesh, Nefesh flesh, Nefesh flesh.
0: For the Ruach HaKadosh Fest. Say that all all together five times fast when it And that's what the test is to see if you will be in the flesh or in Mm -hmm. the breath. And the breath is life. So, Crucifixion with Christ is the infusion of God's breath. Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Ruach. That's the Hebrew word there. Receive the Ruach. Receive the breath of life. Receive the Holy Spirit. And it infused their soul. Why? Why? They needed an extra anointing to sustain them until Pentecost because they were too weak to even make it 40 days.
1: Nice. I was doing some research on the difference between <laughs> Israelites and Gentiles, right, going into the, the Jewish writings and all their history and recording of these things based on the Torah of, you know, how, how things work. So I thought those was interesting. So in the New Testament or the New Torah, for us, instead of, Uh, Jews and Gentiles, you have believers and, like, non-believers. You've received Christ as your Savior or you haven't. You've been born again or you haven't. The difference between... So, uh, this is from the research. The difference between Israel and Gentiles, or you could say between saved and unsaved, is an Israelite, right? Because you're heavenly... uh, We're heavenly Jerusalem kingdom people. Even if he attains only the nefesh,
0: Mm.
1: stands... On a rung to obtain the Ruah. And if he wishes, the Neshama. Right? Because it's something that you kind of got to go after. It's not just handed seeking to you. seeking the kingdom. Right. It says, but Gentiles are in our case here. But unbelievers never obtain that. Unless he is circumcised or in New Testament becomes a follower of Christ and is circumcised of heart. When he obtains... The nefesh, he gets a new nefesh. So when the unbeliever comes to Christ, they get a new nefesh. But the thing that we have, the problem with Christianity today, I really believe this, is that, oh, I want to receive salvation, but not give up the old nefesh, the old man, the old grave clothes, right? So it's that they say that the nefesh goes to the grave. What is What is it when he talks about take the grave clothes off of him. Mm. When Christ comes for resurrection, what are you doing wearing the old nefesh? Why hold on to the old man? Why hold on to the old animal soul? It's like arguing with God that, oh, I can still have my old animal soul and live, but it doesn't work. It's, It's unholy. It's unclean. So if that goes to the grave, why are you clothing yourself in the grave? And then wonder why there's so many problems. You are Nefesh in the glorification of it through being a living sacrifice. You sacrifice the old nature. Consider yourself dead to sin. But don't clothe yourself in grave clothes. The old life. If you do that, you stinketh. <laughs>
0: He
1: stink that's
0: been four days. Mm-hmm. That's something not interesting. Yeah, studying the, the breath of life in the New Testament, it's the transfiguration of your soul. How I understand the fesh, ruah, and neshama is neshama is like the forming of the glorified person of God, it's the full image bearing of God, not just deep within but throughout infusing the soul and on the outside of the soul in your physical body. Now, you are physically, like Jesus, the embodiment of God the Father, and that's the standard for all believers. Not just one Jesus, but a whole group of brothers and sisters who have the same exact experience of Jesus, and that's what maturity is. Firstborn amongst many exactly the same, it is written. Mm -hmm. We got such a chasm between Jesus's maturity and ours down on earth, it's going to be a certain type of knowledge of the seers and the apostles and prophets of this generation. They will pioneer it and map it out and teach the knowledge of the glory or the knowledge of the ruah and the knowledge of the sh- neshama of Jesus to impart it into you. And those that receive that knowledge will crucify mm-hmm. their nefesh. And live a higher life. So this is how you take your consciousness Mm -hmm. up the tree of life.
1: Amen. And wherever this video is played, now and in the future, I command every spirit in the viewer's room, in their house, to confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Mm. Any spirit that won't, in in the viewer's house right now, whether they're watching this in the future or they're watching live right now, Confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. And any spirit that won't, in your entire house, let the holy angels that command bind them, and burn them, and throw them in the lake of fire. In Jesus' name, Amen. Woo! It feels good.
0: A clean atmosphere to yeah. hear and learn the word with the angels and the Holy Spirit without Leviathan.
1: Right. If they- you have
0: a Leviathan in your house, it will rob you from any true knowledge. And you won't grow in Ruach mm-hmm. in your soul.
1: Right. They don't want you to hear the mysteries of the truth. They don't want you to rise. They don't want you to awaken in your spirit. But we do. And the Lord wants you to. So. You see
0: with all these people who get offended and go away and stop growing. It's a demon on their nephesh. Mm-hmm. And they're in agreement with that lying spirit. And they won't allow the Ruach to infuse those areas of their soul. Which means they're totally dead. And people go away because they're dead stones stony mind and a stony heart can't walk with Jesus Christ any longer that's where a lot of people go the answer is always fresh ruach
1: right and so we have to pay all the more attention to what we have learned and what we know and what we're studying and I notice that anytime that anything starts to get a little bit dry like in your studies or you're like what is God even saying always go back to the most recent uh, revelation or the most recent instruction and when you revisit and you start to look at it again and go into the word of god it'll open back up again and that opens up that's where that fresh anointing is like anytime you, when you start to speak that fresh word you might notice that the oil the angels start to pour out the oil or they start to pour out the vials of things like that so but speaking of paying attention i think mm. let's go ahead and go, and pay attention oh, yeah. we've got if you guys want to grab your yes. notes uh we're going to go over the answers so gra- go ahead and grab whether it's on your computer your phones uh, grab your uh, tests, your pop quiz. If you want to grab notes to write down the answers, or you, you know, can go back and study again. Pop I encourage quiz you...
0: answer time. Yeah, here we go. All All right. And.
1: And so, for those of you who are grading your own tests, you who are watching online, this was a series of six questions. Each question was worth one point. All right, so if you got an answer wrong, that's zero points for that question. If you got it right, that's one point for that question. So as you go through, you can mark it. Make sure you write down or type down the correct answer so you know it, so you've got it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh, so just for grading yourself by the time you get to the end of it, count up how many points you did get, that's questions correct, and then divide that number by six and that will give you your percentage. Okay.
0: Okay. Question number one, what are the three main characteristics of the Antichrist spirit? Most people knew this one. Religion, poverty, and people-pleasing.
1: I was impressed how many people got that one right. They're paying attention to the Facebook post.
0: Yeah, that one's pretty easy. (laughs) Question number two, what are the names of the four worlds of the Tree of Life? And literally nobody got these. They were putting down the names of the sapphire stones. Those are not the names of the worlds. These are the worlds of the sapphire stones. Mm-hmm. And the first one is of the spirit. It's a, sea, uh, a Asaya? Asaya. Yeah. and the second one's the soul, Yetzirah. And the third one is of the flesh, Berea. And the fourth one is inside God the Father, absolute
2: Alright.
0: Awesome. I'll give you a second to write those down. It's really important. Those will be the four worlds that you ascend sapphire stones Mm -hmm. through.
1: So if you're planning on going all the way and conquering, like overcoming everything, you're going to want to know what it is you're conquering. You can't really go up without the knowledge. Here's what I noticed, and I wanted to share this with you guys. The spirit reminded me. The first time I went up into the sun and then I got over the sun, I was kind of flying blind just on desire with a little bit of knowledge. But I was just flying up and not really understanding or seeing. I couldn't see clearly where I was going, right? Flying and smacking into Jupiter. And then, you know, a astronomer catches the... Oh, uh, something just sl- smacked into Jupiter. And I knew I had hit it, but I was kind of flying by faith, blind faith. Now, what's the problem with that? Which is where most people are who are trying to ascend sapphire stones. Even if you get up really high like that, you're going to have to go all the way back down and start over. I hate to say that to you, but you have to. It's just, it's going to happen. It's not sustainable. The only way it was sustainable for me to be able to see clearly, with zero confusion about where I'm at, at all times, is literally, I I end up, you know, because anytime you're going up without true vision, without clarity and knowledge at each one, you're going to fall from it. How far you fall, who knows?
0: <laughs>
1: it's not fun. A lot of
0: it's dependent on your purity, your pride, <laughs> uh, and your humi- transformation, your, your humility.
1: And here's the problem with that: is you can have all those things and still fall. It's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. No matter how pure you get, no matter how much you know holiness, you're attempting to walk in
0: purity and holiness without knowledge, you'll still die on the earth as a pure and holy Christian. Right. It'll you'll need knowledge. The right. knowledge of the glory.
1: Right. So, because our people perish for lack of knowledge. Correct. So, here's what, this is how it finally worked for me. I got back up into the sun and made myself cozy there for a while. And in the sun, that's where, uh, you know, getting rid of any of the false revelations and dealing with them in the community, dealing with them online, dealing with the self, just really attacking that and get really pure in revelation. And now staying in the sun until it cocooned and I transformed. What does that mean? The first time I went higher than the sun, I was just like a spirit of a man or a spirit of a woman. Just like that inner man of light. When I transfigured it, the Lord showed it to me. The Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm talking a sovereign experience, the Holy Spirit at my right hand. Showing me that cloud foam metamorphosis was when we went into the sun and stayed cocooned in there. Until our inner man turned into the spirit of the righteous, which is sprouting wings. It looks like an angel. Mm -hmm. That's in the book of Enoch, not the spirit of a man, the spirit of the righteous. They look like angels. So there was a transformation, a transfiguration first in spirit. So when I didn't have that, I was just flying like a spirit of a person.
0: And the book of Enoch, 1 Enoch, says that Archangel Michael taught Enoch the secrets of righteousness. Mm-hmm. That's what this is guys. We are teaching you the exact secrets mm-hmm. that Archangel Michael taught Enoch and it's the truth anyhow. Now, the gospel is two different realms in Paul's teaching. You have milk for the babies and solid meat for the mature. The secrets of righteousness are solid meat for the mature, but we are in a time where God is going to break that down That everyone can listen to the secrets of righteousness. This is God's thing. It's not dependent on you and where you're at. It's your Mm -hmm. response to God releasing stronger meat that's needed for stronger strength in your spirit Mm -hmm. to rise through strength, the might of the resurrection, into realms of safety and security higher than yourself. Just getting more out of yourself. And more into Christ through sapphire stones every day through the secrets of righteousness.
1: Amen. Transfiguration of your spirit—that'll be a good one to check out in, in the Book of Enoch and your studies on your own time. And pray for that. I would encourage you because what I notice is people are guessing what stone they might be on. You know, oh maybe I'm up in Bina or Hakma or wherever. Here's the thing: if you're not 100% sure, either you just got up there by blind faith and you need to get back into the sun of righteousness and transfigure so you'll actually know, it's not going to be somebody else just holding your hand and telling it to you. You're going to know and you're going to see. There's no, there's literally no room for uncertainty. If there's any uncertainty, it means you haven't been firmly established there and you're probably not transfigured in your spirit to see and to move. You're going to need those wings to really fly accurately. Guys,
0: the Bible Mm -hmm. calls sapphire stones angelic spheres. Okay. Yep. synonymous angelic spheres, which means you'll have so much angel activity around your life, mm-hmm. there's no more guessing. That guessing yeah. stuff is total nefesh carnality.
1: Yeah, that's carnal Christianity. Repent and, and get into
0: your spirit, humble mm-hmm. yourself and build up your spirit and get into the angelic spheres.
1: It's the witchcraft of religion. So you're coming out of deep darkness and witchcraft. You're coming out of the religion. Your religious background, even where you've had great experiences, is often the witchcraft and sorcery that you're coming out of to just walk in the kingdom, be in the kingdom. If you have eyeballs, you can look and see what's in front of you. You might not know what it's called, but you can see it.
0: So, knowledge right? without the, an- the angels of the angelic sphere
1: mm-hmm.
0: will not benefit you, but will harm you. Right. It's vain delusion. Yep. That's why teaching is so powerful because you can go out there and learn all this stuff, but it doesn't mean there's any life in it. Mm-hmm. The life in it is that now I'm surrounded by the angels of the angelic sphere. You want to make sure, like uh, Elisha, that when Elijah mm-hmm. ascended in the whirlwind, he took the staff and struck the waters. The spirit of Elijah mm-hmm. is with Elisha. You want to make sure you have the real deal mm-hmm. every step of the way with no guessing games.
1: And that's why we put together the answers for you. Let's go back to those answers. This specific pop quiz was designed for you to understand and know how to rise accurately so that there's no more kind of wishy-washy and I don't know, and it just gets very clear. Very clear. Okay, so these are the worlds. you want to know what these are, and these are in order.
0: Asaya, Yetzirah, Maria, and Absolute. Amen. Amen. Next question. Which of those four worlds does the Leviathan dwell in? Yetzirah, the soul world. That's why people ever seeing, never perceiving, ever hearing, never understanding, that is one thing, Leviathan, 100% of the time. And as you've noticed, that affects almost everyone that tunes in to hear revelatory knowledge of the glory. Because Leviathan only wants to block that. The other stuff, there's no resistance whatsoever Mm -hmm. because it's just worldly junk food knowledge. It doesn't have any Shekinah in it.
1: Right, you could go and study all mysteries and all stuff, and here's the thing. The way things are, um, are given, uh, through different sources, and even online, and, you know, whatever the occult, they've been misusing Revelation. Things are put out there on purpose by demons to confuse you. So when you go out and you try to study things, or you try to, like, oh i'm gonna just search all these terms and study online on my own you are gonna end up in a world of pain man there are so many things even quality even potentially quality resources if you just go in as a baby christian you are gonna get hit uh these realms are heavily guarded
0: our school is yeah. the safest one the available safest in one, the world. Yeah. Most of them are mixed with all kinds of guessing games.
1: And nasty demons. Nasty
0: demons. This is the, as kosher mm-hmm. as it gets when it comes to the knowledge of the resurrection.
1: Right. So, you know, we've already gone ahead of you to go ahead and uh, test it through fire. Get confirmation from God himself. God the Father. The Holy, Everything constantly the confirmed Spirit. to us. Mm-hmm.
0: With multiple signs and wonders right. on all of our teaching. Mm-hmm. None of it's a guessing game. It's the real deal.
1: Yep. All right. So there's that. Just, we don't want anyone to get destroyed for lack of knowledge.
0: And just rebuke Leviathan the heck out of your hearts and Amen. minds. <laughs> Leviathan, get out of my house.
1: All right. <laughs> what sapphire stone are you on now? If you got this one wrong the other day, go ahead and correct it. Right? If, you were, if you put yourself on any higher rung because of a vision or something like that, the signs and the wonders confirming which one you're on is not going to be your own dreams or your own visions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. It has nothing to do with your visions or your dreams. I'll explain that with my own experience. Because where you're at right now, and none of you have gone all the way up through the realm of Asaya, until you crown that in Asaya or at least get into the sun and burn that out, your dreams are going to have problems they're not going to be perfectly pure do you understand that means the visions and the dreams if all you've ascended to is the realm of nefesh which is that first tree when you go to sleep at night there's going to be mixture probably like 90 to 99 percent of the time in your dreams every single one of you at the sound of my voice right now has a demonic mixture in your dreams and visions, especially the ones that you think are from God. And I'm saying that from experience. Mm -hmm. I experienced that. Unless you've gone all the way up from Malkut to Keter, like perfectly with clear vision, and every single step at each rung along the way, at each Sapphire stone, you had a sovereign sign and wonder outside of yourself, not your own Google translates of your tongues, not your own dreams, not your visions, or you felt like you've had an impression. Something completely sovereign outside of yourself. It needs
0: to be rock solid, because it's sapphire stones, mm-hmm. rocks.
1: Not even missing one step. And you've gone, and you can even tell me, you could even look at, say, at this time, at this this day or this time, that's when I set foot on this, this one. It's so mm-hmm. clear. Like, oh, I remember, oh yeah, that day or that season, I remember, that's when I entered into that one. And then I got the confirmation the next day. It's literally that clear. There's literally zero confusion. So if you have any confusion, you're not there. Put yourself back down to Malkut and learn the right way. Because I'm telling you, the loss that you might feel from like lowering yourself to Malkut in your own eyes is nothing compared to the pain and the loss you will feel if you continue to try rising thinking you're somewhere else, you're gonna get beat up by demons and all kinds of stuff. Don't do it. Humble yourself. There's a reason why it's called the
0: narrow path. Yeah. And you're just you just got to make sure it's rock solid and accurate. And the temptation is to build yourself up. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Or who can ascend sapphire stones, mm-hmm. clean hands, pure heart? And he who has not lifted himself up. Mm-hmm. So the self is the temptation to lift up. So you're crucifying all this garbage in your souls as you rise, and it's a lot. It'll be the whole mm-hmm. entire. Human being terminated as you go from stones. Look mm-hmm. at Isaiah 6. One sapphire stone touched one prophet's mouth right. and it terminated his entire world into a completely different perspective and existence. He never talked the same. He never mm-hmm. walked the same. He never thought the same. Each world will be that dynamic mm-hmm. in transforming you. Yeah. When it's a new world and a new stone and a new elevation, everything shifts your in your, per- your perspective your How you treat yourself, Mm -hmm. your kids, how you drive your car, how you think. All of it's shifting and changing. If Mm -hmm. that's not dramatically changing, you're not actually ascending. Ascension is the same as the transfiguration of Mm -hmm. character.
1: Yep, It's going to refine and elevate every aspect of your natural life. Amen. And uh, a a big tip too here is on ascension. Uh, Probably 80 to 90% of the things that you can do for ascending has to do with how you treat the others around you. How you treat your spouse, how you treat your kids, how you treat your your friends, how you treat and and how you think about them, Mm. think toward them, feel about them, the hidden things of the heart and the mind, all those things that God hears and, and knows, but that you hide on the inside that you would never say out loud. It's the changing of those. Mm. Honestly, this is how I go so fast. Marriage is really special. The fastest way, this is what I talked to the Lord about. This is how I go up so fast. The fastest way, if you're a married person, they say, oh, a spouse is a gift. This is a huge gift. If God has given you a spouse, the fastest way that you can rise is to continually change the way you treat them with your words and your thoughts and your emotions and if you can lay hold of that and God's blessed you with that you can actually go up really high really fast mm. and that's that's kinda of my secret I'm sharing my secrets with you guys that's what I do I try to treat this guy better all the time mm-hmm. I'm much, I'm much These nicer. These are
0: the fiery stones <laughs> of the Father's heart so you will rise in love First mm-hmm. Corinthians 12:31. 31 the, I will show you the highest way which is love so, all the fiery stones yeah. that you walk in will be growing in the Father's nature, which is perfect love. And it's something you ascend to. I will show you the the highest way it is written. It's a highway. Yeah. It's an ascension, ascension on the fiery stones of the Father's heart getting formed in you mm-hmm. through walking upward and mm-hmm. inward.
1: Now, don't cry and say, oh, well, what if I don't have a spouse? I can't go up as fast. You can go up as fast right, as high. Probably Yeah. You're gonna go really fast, okay? It's just for most people, and uh then when then it, you can apart- find a
0: spouse in the heavenlies inside right. the, the dumpster.
1: Right, inside of the dumpster, yeah. I felt I the, caught this Which was the bar. The bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the alcohol and revelry or some crazy. Something like that. Or
1: church. Or even worse. No, I didn't <laughs> I'll probably just try to attack you and keep you from rising at that point. Anyway, it's all good. Not coming out. All right. Great darkness. Oh, yeah, one more thing on that. Because it's written really good points on this today. Okay. Um, if, you know, for, if you do, even if you do have a spouse or if you don't, fastest way you can rise is how you treat God's anointed people, hmm. his teachers, the preachers, the the apostles, specifically the people who are paving the way to rise. And I've noticed this. I've actually noticed especially when it comes to rlm leadership i have literally seen people oh man like um and not even just talking about like you know myself who have thought a negative way towards one of our leadership i think it was like shadrach or something like that just even the noticing how it was like that treatment within like a year they almost destroyed their destiny until they repented and i was like oh my gosh this is like really really serious like I've, I've watched it happen so many times. These people with really great destinies. If you start thinking and negatively and treating people negatively mm. who are walking this path and they've given up everything, like, you know, there's a lot in this group that we've given up everything to literally walk in this way. It is so... that's a yeah, quick way to a, crash your destiny. It's a very severe
0: commandment in Scripture. Yeah. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. And it's in the mind Shadrach and the Rebecca heart. and I mm. are all three prophets. Predestined mm-hmm. for ordained prophets. That are being used to help believers rise to God. So touch not my anointed and do my prophets right. no harm. It is written and you'll be blessed. And the more you honor the prophets, the more you get a prophet's reward. What is that? Vision. The, the ability to see and hear and walk in the invisible. And right, Amen. and that's not
1: so much for our benefit, because all kinds <laughs> of people say all kinds of horrible stuff about us all the time. So it's not about us so all complaining it's for the body's about. Body's benefit. Yeah, because I'm literally, <laughs> this could literally save your destiny. You
0: need the prophet's reward. Yeah, it's absolutely essential. Otherwise, you'll have no idea. I was,
1: I was so shocked to see how quickly just de- even, even really strong, big destinies can almost completely get annihilated just for that wrong attitude towards the anointed of God, and I was like, that is so dangerous, so if you have any offense or anything, like if there's anything that maybe, you know, you heard me say or misinterpreted through Leviathan, you heard Brandon say, or, you know, going digging for like, you know, skeletons in people's closets or something, or, or a cultural thing that you're just offended by, I would put that down real quick, just repent, eternity, so make you make sure guys, you're walking
0: in honor, honor inside the holy fire,
1: eternity is a long time, you're going to be so glad for eternity that you decided to let go of things quickly, not live with offense, because there's so many things that go on in these realms, and you're going to be attacked.
0: And what's you're the difference be between honor
1: mm-hmm.
0: and people-pleasing? That's if people-pleasing is anti we've established that. Mm-hmm. What is honor? Honor is inside the Holy Spirit. It's how people who are flowing and obedient in the Spirit of God treat each other called fellowship comradeship it's how you walk together how can two walk Mm -hmm. together unless they be in agreement or in Mm -hmm. honor of one another
1: amen it only gets more severe the higher you go up the realms like when you start getting up to some of the higher worlds literally it's the difference between like you could have a wrong thought towards someone i'm speaking from experience and stuff will like pop off the wall and like stuff go crazy or you'll like hurt yourself like it's the judgment is just there so it's like you get the refinement Um, I would also, if you were seriously planning on conquering all the worlds and going all the way, Mm -hmm. I know it's a very, very few people, but if you're planning on it, you're like, oh, it's going to be me, hello Lord, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I would highly encourage you to seek God to be your judge. Uh, I would highly encourage you to seek God to be your judge Mm -hmm. and not all these other, you know, court systems and things like that because God is merciful. And even though he chastises severely, there's been so many times I've gotten to rejoice in the severity, understanding that it came from God, and so it was love. I feel fire it right now. <laughs> and I said, well, if it came from God, I can accept that, and that's good. That's good. It's changing the way I feel. And uh, it was just really, it's just really interesting discipleship. But you can rest and know that even God's severity toward you is good. And there's a rejoicing, even though the body... Is not happy about it, you know, the nefesh might not be pleased. Your soul, your spirit, rejoice in the living God who is raising you, correcting you, because it's much better to get that correction from God, even when it's severe, than to be handed over, you know, to the the, the other judges and the other trials and things like that to the accusers.
0: Glory. Mm-hmm. All right, let's Ready? keep going, yeah. Okay. This is good. And the next one, this is uh, question five. What are three of the most important keys to rising on sapphire stones? The answer was, knowing the Hebrew name of the sapphire stones. And this was another one, like naming the four worlds that almost nobody got right. You got to know the planet name in English. And the angel of that sphere. It's critical because it's an angelic sphere and you'll have angelic ability from that angel by standing on that sphere Mm -hmm. and if you don't know the angel on that sphere
1: he's the he's the gatekeeper you'll slide back down (laughs) so again this is not just a lot of people you know thought okay maybe it's you know wisdom purity righteousness yes you have to have all that holiness that's also a prerequisite like you have to be walking in measures of that to even be on this journey. Mm -hmm. That's just a given, but you can't just have those qualities and then just magically go up or establish the way.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Literally every single step that's going to be confirmed with signs and wonders outside of yourself, every single... Now, and I can say that because it's my own experience.
0: Do You want to go through these and then you name the Archangels? I think that'd be fun for them. We can do that in two seconds.
1: Well... Uh, well, I kind of want, I was gonna, I didn't have time today to put together a graphic for everyone.
0: Well, we'll just mention it today and then we'll have a graph soon for you guys. And the graph is also inside the master class. The PDF you can save on your phone, print it out, put it on your wall. These are the three most important things since it is a knowledge of a literal angelic glory realm. This is the knowledge you will need to rise on sapphire stones. The Hebrew name of earth is Malkut, the moon is Yesod, then you go to Mercury, which is Had, then you go to Netsa which is Venus, then to the sun, which is Tiferet, then you go into Mars, which is Gehura, then Jupiter, which is Hesed, then you make the jump over the abyss, which is Dot Pluto, into Bina, which is Saturn, across from Bina into Hakma, which is Neptune, and from Hakma, Neptune, up into Keter, Uranus, which is Archangel Metatron.
1: All right. Amen. Nice. Been doing his homework. Amen, amen, amen. So, okay, uh, I want to say real quick, too. It's not just my own experience, and you have to know these things to rise accurately. When Brandon got up into the sun and then started making this journey, too, do you want to kind of tell them? Like, it's the same experience, right? When you want to go to the next stone, what do you do? You look for where it is. Can you see it? Can you see it? Look at it. Through your invisible eyes of your spirit, your- I tell
0: you the truth. Mm-hmm. It just to demystify everyone's mm-hmm. opinions and thoughts about it. It's just it's intimacy with Jesus. I mean, it's literally growing in mm-hmm. cosmic Christ of Colossians, Christ who fills the universe of Colossians of the book of Colossians. It's knowing Jesus on the inside and he is the stones. He says, I am the way to the Father, which means it's not just the Father after you're born again. Jesus said there was a way to the Father, and it's Jesus is these stones. Each name that I mentioned to you, the Hebrew is an attribute of the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, Yasad is Jesus Christ. Tiferet is Jesus Christ. Keter is Jesus Christ, but he delegates it To his angels, and they look over his spheres. They're the ministering spirits of his kingdom. And that's why his angels are there as him. Amen. And his name is inscribed on these stones. So his name is there. So when his name is written on your forehead, it's a knowledge of the way, which is Jesus, all the way up until you're physically standing before his bones in the third heaven. But you'll go through the stones, you'll go through the angels. You'll have the upgraded ability. All the prophets that I know, like Anna Rowntree, Bob Jones, Bobby Gunner, and all these people, they they grew in prophecy for a long time before they were having consistent raptures, mm-hmm. consistent takings up into heaven. There was you had to establish a purity, you had to establish a a prophecy, a maturity, a le- a language. There had to be a language in there, a spiritual language, a wisdom and maturity in there before they started to consistently have these experiences. With so then around tree, an angel said, you're going to start going into heaven. She had never gone into heaven. She thought she was kind of a dull, natural person. Then she started going to heaven and was just growing in the supernatural, growing in the angel, growing in the heavenly, until it was normal to her. So the angel came and said, you're going to go into heaven. And I, for a lot of you, we come as the angel messengers. An apostle is an angelic messenger. We will come with the angelic news of that invisible world with the message every day. That's our job. Now you can receive it and have the encounters according to your faith. And it will open the heavens for all of you if you can hear the word of God.
1: The evening news from the evening sacrifice. Amen. Amen. The anchor. The anchor.
0: All right. Last one. Question six. What are a few things that you can start doing this week to move forward in God's plan for your life? And that's really up to you and your relationship with Jesus. We just want to encourage you to think higher thoughts of things maybe you have not thought about before that could be incredibly helpful to your walk with Christ.
1: I think what Brandon just mentioned, too, about the stones being Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important, too, because unless you know the stones as Christ or aspects of who he is, you're not going to rise. You're not going to rise quickly. Christ, the the
0: solid rock we stand.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So the only way to rise is to know Christ. So if you're not rising, it's because you don't know him in that way. Mm -hmm. You don't yet know him. You, You want to know him. You desire to know him, but the desire for it and the knowing are different. Well, oh, yada him, yada him. It's not the ecstasy that you feel and the worship and the word, and the... that's not knowing him. That's feeling the Shekinah presence, which can be stolen for your own personal uses and your own pleasure, which is being a whore uh, <laughs> and being like the demonic. But what does it say in the Psalms? He is yada, he is known. In that way, within what? The palaces, is, which is It's the interior castle journey. Oh yeah. But um, that's why, you know, the stones being Jesus Christ, if you remember from a few, a few years ago, uh, I think it was Justin Abraham, he ascended and he saw that vision of the three little kids learning from Metatron and mm-hmm. his ways. And he said the youngest of them was a little girl who was three years old. That was when I was three in the glory.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was playing with Metatron's cube like it was a toy, creating realms and just all kind of you know using it like it was just like a simple tool to change reality. And that when that was my spirit, right? And so she said that he said that the girl came over him when he because he was ascending just by desire, right?
0: Like cosmic so, Samuel grow, growing up in the uh-huh. Enoch Metatron <laughs> celestial temple.
1: And he said that, he's like, the little girl came and bonked him. I bonked him on the head with the, with Metron's cube and said, bonk, like, bonk, bonk. <laughs> it's Jesus, silly. And it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah,
0: the right. modern mystics have a lot of ideas that are mixed with the occult.
1: Right. Because they rise simply out of desire. But here's the problem with rising. Even There's warnings. There's a lot of warnings in the um, ancient Jewish writings about these realms. It's
0: Jesus, stupid.
1: Yeah, it's Jesus. There's like, oh, all this mystical... That's what the vision. Literally, just whacked him <laughs> on the head with it, like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: yeah. So if you get that revelation, in other words, else,
0: it was the Kabbalah circles are mm-hmm. Jesus.
1: Literally, yeah, and so, so we had a witness in that. But the the problem if you rise like a lot of people teach, just out of desire, and just like, oh you just go up. And this is when it's really important to have that um, Jewish um, mystic wisdom of the of the tradition of Moses. Right? The wisdom of the Old Testament. Because there are so many warnings about just going up. If you're just going up and everyone, you know, ascends in a way when they go to bed and they go to sleep.
0: I think one of the next frontiers, obviously, is taking Satan and his angels out of Kabbalah. Yeah.
1: Well, you, say, be... you
0: say Kabbalah around Christians, they think you're a warlock. Right. Kabbalah is holy. Is. Mm-hmm. The Jews, even the Jewish ones that practice Kabbalah, it's a strict holiness. What you guys are talking about is the wizardry of Freemasonry, which is a completely different thing than than Jewish Kabbalah. Jewish Kabbalah Mm -hmm. is holy. There's zero sexuality. Mm -hmm. It's all about righteousness. There is some aspects of it that don't have the fulfillment of Messiah and New Covenant Christianity. We've already obliterated that stuff and fulfilled it in our walk the last three years or, you know, seven, eight months for myself in in this walk to completely remove the parts where the Jewish Kabbalah doesn't have Messiah and Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ and his blood covenant infusing it. Where the paranoia of the Christian comes in, this is a huge thing because a lot of charismatic Christians would freak out if you said Kabbalah. You're if like, you oh,
1: said, yeah. We've yeah, experienced yeah, a lot
0: of that over the years. Yeah, it's not out. the Kabbalah you think. What? There's zero witchcraft. There's zero immorality. There's zero idolatry. There's zero demons in this. The word Kabbalah is a biblical term written 66 times. In the Bible, which means to receive instruction. instruction. I was just about to say that. It means to receive, it means to preach the gospel and teach the gospel. Literally, right. that's what the word means, and it's a biblical phrase. The mm. enemy has stolen this, perverted it, twisted right. it, because this is the most powerful thing available for any soul in the world so of course the demons are going to be interested in it
1: they only they're interested they They always wanted to steal from jacob
0: and presented to the Mm -hmm. christians a false form so they think that's the enemy that's Mm -hmm. not even kabbalah that's sorcery Mm -hmm. it's the you have christians have to divide sorcery from kabbalah
1: right it's the inheritance it's the inheritance of abraham isaac and jacob and who wanted to steal it from jacob Laban, right, the sorcerers wanted to steal it from Jacob.
0: All the stones that they were talking about, with Jesus talking about the heavenlies and the stones, that's all Kabbalah. It's all real, holy, rabbinical Kabbalah. Anytime Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is referencing the second heavens, it's through holy Kabbalah. Jesus is the inventor of holy Kabbalah. Truth, anyhow. The enemy is a perverter of it, and that's what sorcery is. Christians are so ignorant, they don't know the difference between Jesus Christ Kabbalah and, Satan. and Satan's sorcery. That's exactly. literally where we're at right now because of how bad the bewitchment of the fallen angels right. is upon Christianity. Moses was the Kabbalah master. Yeah. Aaron was a Kabbalah master. Enoch, the whole system's named after him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay? Jesus was the designer of the stars, the creator of the stars. He's the designer of the Kabbalah circles. He trained Enoch. Enoch walked with Christ Mm -hmm. and was not, which means he learned the Kabbalah of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Truth anyhow, this might sound like some far-out-stretching kind of stuff right now, but you need to understand it if you're going to walk forward in it, because people say it's not Kabbalah. It is the true Kabbalah. Yeah. And it's a holiness, and it was the knowledge of the high priest. It was something yeah. that they were taught amongst the leaders of Israel, mm-hmm. and it was holy. It was not for everyone down in, in the valley, the
1: sand, worshiping the calf. It was for the
0: Levites, it yeah. was for Moses, and for Aaron. There were books and instructions mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ gave Moses that was not for everyone.
2: Yeah,
0: truth, anyhow. That's why Jesus said to his apostles, "The secrets of the mysteries of the kingdom I give to you, Mm -hmm. but to others I don't at all."
1: That's why the red letter ministry. That's why the apostles walk in such great signs and wonders, and we haven't seen those really in the earth. I
0: tell you the truth, guys. This might be controversial right now, but we're going to establish it as the truth anyhow. Jesus taught the apostles Kabbalah, not sorcery, ascension. Righteousness. What we're talking about is righteousness. You need to burn it into your brains. The true Kabbalah, which is understanding sapphire stones and the heavens, the second heavens, is the learning of the secrets of righteousness mm-hmm. from the archangels.
1: Right. If you Hanok a Naar and the way he should go, if you Enoch a child and the way he should go, he will not depart from it. It is written. That's if you the Enoch
0: a child. He won't depart from it.
1: Right. The way. If you (laughs) Enoch a child in the way, he will not depart from it. Amen. So, and, you know, Enoch was the man who carried the Kabbalah circles.
0: So that's some pioneering wisdom tonight. Yeah. But it needs to be established with you. Yeah. And there is no other way, guys. You are not going to turn this world upside down. Your main enemy in America are the Luciferian sorcerers who have abused these realms. Until we have a holy, righteous people that are practicing Mm. holy, righteous Kabbalah of Jesus Christ, the enemy will have these realms. That's why we're so desperate because it's the only way to fix the world and God wants us to fix it.
1: Yeah, and uh, so a lot of you have heard about the spiritual exodus that the people of God are going through, right? Exodus. So what does that really mean in terms of Kabbalah sorcery versus righteousness? Now, who is ruling over God's people when they were in Egypt in captivity as slaves. Pharaoh, but who was in Pharaoh's court? Janes and Jombres. And who was their father? Balaam. So you had red, white, and black magic. That was what kept them captive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The people of God. Who did it take for them to get out? You had to have Moses... And Aaron, if Zipporah hadn't helped Moses, he'd still be in jail.
0: So it's wicked Kabbalah versus righteous Kabbalah. That's what Balaam versus Moses yep. is in the Bible. It's,
1: you remember the sapphire rod in the the Garden of Righteousness, the Garden of Raul, the friend of God, that that Moses was able to take out.
0: Wicked Kabbalah yep. is also known as sorcery. Yep. It's the abuse the of abuse the second of, heavens. Yep.
1: And who taught? Do you guys remember we talked about this? Who taught? Balaam, Laban yes. yeah, Balaam, son of Laban and Beor and <laughs> and and all that, and, and Balaam all that stuff, that was kind of like the trendy, cool thing for the ultra-elite wealthy and wicked uh, during that time was to go to the mountains of the east where Uzzah and Azael fallen angels, the fallen watchers would teach them secrets of the second heavens instead of being they were supposed to be Watchers over humanity and their fallen angels, they would teach them perversions of the truth of those realms and how to abuse it to lord over people, to control and manipulate. So, what God is asking for right now is a company of people who will be pure and tender hearted towards the people of God who will be pure and holy and righteous to learn the conquering of the seven or of the seven heavens or the second heavens within you through self-sacrifice, right the way of the cross, not to domineer over others, not to just be another tyrant ruling hmm. over the people, to destroy enslaving, story. to destroy yeah, to destroy hmm. the red magic, to destroy the balaams and the Johnnies and the jambres of our modern day times why are you slaves to debt why is all this craziness going on why is the wealthy why are the wealthy that wicked elite one percent that has like everything way more than everyone else why doesn't that belong to the people pursuing righteousness sorcery You're... sorcery that's why when they left egypt what did they take with them all the gold the
0: wealth of egypt
1: they took the money they took the wealth you we want to talk about wealth transfer it requires an exodus which requires the holy kabbalah of Enoch, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the inheritance. Remember, when did Jacob finally see angels ascending and descending? When he got the inheritance and then he fled for his life from Esau. Then he saw the place with angels ascending and descending. He received it. He received the blessing.
0: Amen. Awesome stuff tonight. Critical, foundational Mm. ascension revelation to establish a people live in the heavenly jerusalem through a knowledge of the glory realm amen bless you guys
1: amen yeah let you let let this company of people the ones who are truly going after righteousness holiness walking in the way
0: blessed are you for hearing this it is written (laughs) let
1: those ones who rise in the narrow path the apostleship of red letter ministers be the ones to conquer these realms and take back what was stolen Mm. and let that wealth transfer be transferred to the righteous and be stripped from the wicked
0: you ascend over the heavens right where you are planted right there watching or listening to this right now you will dramatically transform the world it's the greatest nightmare to the fallen Mm. angels of those who learn to biblically ascend Mm -hmm. in what we're accurately apostolically teaching you every day and it will heal the world the leaves of this tree (laughs) are the healing of the nations the healing of the whole earth comes through a people that learn a certain knowledge Mm -hmm. of the resurrection and it will be made plain to everyone who desires to rise in jesus name amen amen bless you guys if you want to partner with this ministry Click the links in the description. Bring in the tithes and the offerings that my house may overflow for the advancement of the kingdom, says the Lord, and be blessed as you give in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.